0: Welcome back to Single Minded. I am your host, Hannah First, and we have a guest co-host today. <laughs> did it, did it, what's a drum roll? <laughs> it's Hi. Ruby. Ooh. I've been trying to get Ruby on the podcast for so freaking long. You've come up with ten different ideas so on what I could many talk about. Ideas. And this is the first. This one. is the first one that you didn't veto. She vetoed everything else. That I was like, "What about <laughs> this? What about this?" Everything
1: was too personal.
0: <laughs> I feel like this is a good topic for you because what kind of happened was I changed all of my work situation. At the moment, I'm not really working that much, but for a while there, I had changed how many days I was working, the flexibility, and then you kind of did the same and I just copied you I know. so we're gonna I've got some questions for you and I'll answer them as well but what's been happening with you uh you know back from Thailand
1: yeah literally got COVID as soon as I got back oh, and dear. <laughs> and because I was in Thailand for two months kind of similar to Hannah yeah and I was traveling around having a break from work when I got home I wasn't used to working <laughs> so <laughs> I started working again and I literally was exhausted every single day it's like the first job that you get out of uni when you're just so tired
0: yeah so I remember that now
1: I'm settled I'm back at the gym yep. back into it yeah how are you going my dear
0: good it's countdown now by the time this episode comes out I'll be back but we pre-record these so I'm still here I'm in a amazing little town called Pi, which I've never been here. So, it's very hippie. It's like got a street market every night, but it's really, really small and you just scoot around on a motorbike and it's, everything's really close and there's hiking and it's cheap and yeah, I love it here. Can't believe I've never been here.
1: And you revealed, this will be old content Uh, by the time this episode (laughs) comes out, but you revealed... The voice yes. of the man that you're seeing.
0: Did you like which that content? I,
1: I actually kept saying to mum, I was like, I haven't heard his voice. Who is this guy? I don't know what he sounds like. And then I'm finding out who he is kind of <laughs> along with everyone else because you don't fucking call us anymore. <laughs> Me and mum were like both bitching about it. Like, Have you heard from Hannah? No,
0: no. Well, I'm in a bubble. I'm in a little bubble. So what did you think of his voice? Oh, I loved it. He's got a sexy voice. Yeah. Definitely. But nice.
1: You told me he was Canadian, obviously, but I was along with all of your followers thinking that he sounded Italian (laughs) or Brazilian. He, like, didn't he, sound... He does not. I've never
0: heard a Canadian accent, so oh, he doesn't maybe, sound... Do you know what's weird is that everyone that was messaging me, there were yeah. people that were Canadian saying that they get the same thing. People in Australia don't know the accent. They think that they're Scottish or yeah. Irish or, like, really random <laughs> accents. And so uh. maybe we're just not that used to the Canadian accent. I've literally never heard what Apart from about? Yeah, he says He says about. About. About it's like a boat a boat the only thing that i know that's canadian a (laughs) boat what else does he say a all the time but he what a a e h he's like oh that's good a oh a A. that's good a oh he always imitates me and so when i say something like (laughs) something like here he goes yeah, and he imitates <laughs> me back <laughs> anytime i say something that has an r in it he'll repeat it back and go yeah because we don't pronounce our r's Say, say here yeah here i'm just thinking because this is about careers so if i said oh, i'm doing a career career the way he imitates me back i'm like
1: i don't sound like that so i like, guess you do So you're coming home, you'll be home by the time this airs.
0: Yeah. What are you going to do when you get back? What's the first thing you're going to do? I have been planning this, like, Nick. Oh, we haven't said his name yet. Like, we've been talking about it and I was like, okay. What, you're going to reveal it? His name? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He he already got revealed on Beauty IQ Live. He did, like, a five-minute. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So his name's Nick. So in the morning, I'm going to go over to Sloan Range, the coffee shop, Mm-hmm. Get a large, long black. Guys, I've been drinking Nescafe. Because the coffee is so hit and miss, it's easier just to drink Nescafe. So I've actually gotten used to Nescafe now and I actually like it. I'm not even joking. No, yuck. I actually like the taste of it now. So the first thing I'm going to do is have a large, long black from Sloan Ranger. I'm actually going to take it and instead of mum putting it outside my door, I'm actually going to have to go get it myself. I'm going to (laughs) lie in bed and just...
1: Because mum will be overseas.
0: (laughs) I know. I'm going to savour every last drop of that coffee. And then... So I get back on the 11th. I've actually got a couple of job interviews on the 11th. So I'm going to go and do those. And then on that night, there's the new Blacklist is out, season nine. So it's brand new Blacklist. You know how much I love the Blacklist. I am going to go and buy a puzzle that day in between the job interviews. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make nachos in the oven with like a whole tub of sour cream poured on top. I'm going to sit. I'm going to get the special chips from Localize, the ones that are like $8 a packet. Oh, yeah, they're really expensive ones. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> the good shit. I'm going to do it up good. And then I'm just going to eat the nachos in front of the blacklist and then I'm going to start and finish a 1,000-piece puzzle that I buy that day. Yeah, that'll be So like- <laughs> can I just jump in?
1: <laughs> Hannah asked me to ask her that question, and so I was thinking that she was going to have something to say, like – yeah, I've got this on. I'm going to no. do this. I'm going to see this That's all person. I wanted to do. No. I'm going to do a puzzle yep. and I'm just yep. going to watch TV I'm li- on my couch. Yep.
0: Coffee, nachos. Oh, sorry, on
1: my floor pillow. On my floor pillow. On floor pillow. I've
0: got my floor pillow. Yeah. <laughs> it's those comforts that you really miss when you travel. Because I'll have been gone for almost mm. four months and all I want to do is have the coffee that I like. I want the nachos that I like and I just want to do a puzzle. And that's like my, it just makes me feel like I'm home. Can you cut out that I asked you to ask me that question? <laughs> That's embarrassing. I feel like those influencers that add their own questions to question boxes on Instagram. <laughs> so, firstly, Linda's not here because she's travelling to Europe. <laughs> We're giving her one week off.
1: We're giving her basically today off so she can pack. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But Ruby's really good for this topic because Linda doesn't understand any of this New age work stuff. She, <laughs> she doesn't understand it. So Ruby does understand it because Ruby has asked for a four day work week twice now. She's also just changed careers. And she's also taken a break from work during like the big quit. She took a break from work and she was in Thailand and that was her first solo travel experience. So overall, we're going to be talking about four day work weeks and career changes and the big quit. But Ruby, I wanted to give you some stats to start with. Mm -hmm. So I was reading about the big quit in Australia, apparently, it's actually been called the great reshuffle because people are quitting their jobs, but there's like record numbers of workers looking for like better job opportunities. Mm. And I think a lot of what they're looking for is not only better pay, but like they've been working remotely and had all this flexibility. And so their current company might say, like, oh, you have to come back to the office full time. And they're like, no, that doesn't suit me anymore. So I think in Australia, it's more about the great reshuffle, but actually in the US, million fewer people are employed than pre-pandemic. By choice? Uh, There's been like record numbers of people quitting their jobs.
1: Yeah, okay.
0: I think I read in an article that people are like reassessing what is important in their lives. I think after you live through a pandemic that's I guess what the trend has been but in contrast Australia's participation rate is near its record high so people are working but even from my friends I've seen so many people quit Mm. it's been pretty wild the number of people that are leaving their jobs is just like wild to me but some people that I know are taking like a little break You took a little break, but I guess people are then looking for like more flexible work or they're looking for like a change So, the other article I read on the ABC, one of their articles said, in what has been dubbed the great resignation, workers all over the world are increasingly retreating from pre-COVID work patterns. Many are unwilling to go back to the nine-to-five office grind after having had a taste of working from home or simply revolting against the idea that our lives should be defined by never-ending treadmills of career aspirations. Mm. That's what it did. That's what it's felt like. Never-ending treadmills of career aspirations.
1: <laughs> I mean, that rings so true for me. Mm, me too. Because I was, <laughs> I was the younger sister of Hannah, so I feel like I followed in her footsteps a bit. Yeah. Yeah. And basically, when I look at my life, like the number of opportunities that I turned down—social opportunities or traveling opportunities—to just work and in quotation marks get ahead Mm. yeah it's probably like the one thing that I look back on and I just wonder why I did it that way Mm. but I guess when you look around some friends were doing it that way but other friends definitely were like not on that treadmill and were like planning on getting
0: on it later Mm. you did get on it really you got on the treadmill really young I got on it way too early (laughs) They also said in this article that the research indicates that Australian employers face a rocky road ahead with companies needing to sell career development to attract workers. I'm not surprised. But you don't need Do they know that they don't need to sell career development? I think they need to sell work-life balance. (laughs) That's like crazy to me. Two-hour lunch break. No, but like more flexibility. That's what people want. The other thing that we're going to be talking about is the four-day work week. So I, strangely, it must be like a hot topic at the moment because I got asked firstly by the ABC to do an article on like how to ask for a four-day work week. And then I was on Sunrise, weirdly, because they had a whole segment on it as well. So I think the four-day work week is they're doing trials all around the world. I think Iceland did a five-year trial and they said that was really successful. I think productivity, there was no decline in productivity. People got paid the same, I think, for 30 6 hours of work over 4 days. Mm. And there's a few ways that you can split up a 4-day work week. You can either do 5 days over 4 days. You can either just do 4 days pro rata. And another option that you've done Ruby is the 9-day fortnight. Yeah. Well, like I've looked at that before, but I'm yes. not doing that now. <laughs> okay. All right. So, why don't we get on to I wanted to start with quitting your job. So, you quit your job after lockdowns. I quit my job but was working more flexibly so I was like not tied down to like one job nine to five five days a week so why did you decide to quit your job after lockdowns? Such a big sigh before <laughs> answering that question <laughs> thinking
1: about lockdown. You can take, you can take a pause. Go <laughs> for it. So basically during lockdown I think like everyone else there was just like really extended periods of time where I wouldn't leave the house Mm. literally wouldn't leave the house Mm -hmm. and so i would wake up i think like i did a week at one point where i would wake up work watch some tv and go to sleep and i just felt so numb Mm. like creatively i wasn't feeling creative at all Partly that was because I wasn't out in the world, but partly it was because I was working in this corporate atmosphere, which I hadn't worked in before, which I found quite stifling and which wasn't creatively satisfying. And I just kind of got to this point where like I felt so flat and average, Mm. I just didn't even have the energy to do anything it about it. <laughs> it's kind of like when you're unfit and you're like, oh, I should really go for a run. A run will make me feel amazing. I should do that. And then yeah. the alarm goes off at 6am and you're just like, mm, no, I'm just going to wallow in being yeah, like yeah, unfit. Yeah. I'm going to like wallow in being unhappy. Yeah. And I find I'd even watch, you know, when you watch a movie, and a guy's, well, not a guy, a girl, whatever, some middle aged person huh. is in like a sad corporate outfit, going of <laughs> a sad corporate job, <laughs> and they're just like hating their life. And, then they do something radical or they yeah. make some drastic change. Blow up their life. But I would watch those movies and I'd just be like, how the fuck did I end up as that person? Oh, <laughs> just like, yeah. Just so unhappy. And partly like a lot of it was to do with COVID. The actual job I had, they were really nice people and it was a good job. But, yeah, I think it was just a mix of corporate and COVID. Yeah. And so like I would wonder how I got myself in that situation and I know how I got myself in that situation because I chose
0: salary over what, I genuinely want to do with my time Mm. is that something new that you've realized that you chose salary because you haven't said that to me before
1: yeah I think just because I've been (laughs) so re-energized now and I feel Mm. a million bucks compared Mm, that's so good to hear in retrospect yeah yeah and so I guess like in terms of quitting the job I was very comfortable I was in like a very secure situation lucky to be in a secure situation and I'm the kind of person who's really risk adverse opposite (laughs) of me I like doing things by the (laughs) board we we have opposite personality types yeah (laughs) which is why we get along (laughs) yeah so yeah I'm kind of at the age where people are settling down and buying houses getting engaged and I just had this gut feeling that I couldn't move on with my life and I couldn't think about any of those things because I was in this
0: career Mm. that wasn't
1: necessarily working out and I wasn't sure about the career path. So it's not that I didn't like the career path. It was just like all of these questions as to like what am I doing with my life, what's the point of all of this just in an existential crisis. And so I felt like I just couldn't be confined moving into that next stage and being confined by a mortgage and then having to keep choosing salary mm. just so that I can afford this mortgage
0: instead of choosing to live mm. I love that Ruby I remember you were like should I quit should I quit should I quit you asked me every day and I was like just quit because that's me I was just like just do it just do it just do it and you were like should I should I I we spoke about it every day until you did. yeah
1: so for some backstory Hannah makes a decision and acts on it in a day or even an hour
0: and I make a decision
1: over the course of apparently six months that's how long it took me to make the
0: decision that's good though I think that healthy would be somewhere in the middle anyway the reason that I decided to quit well not really quit but this is when I decided to really like I had already quit I was doing my notice period and I this was when I decided that I didn't want to go back For now, I didn't want to go back to, like, 9 to 5 or, like, not even 9 to 5, just stressful long hours. So I remember I got, like, I was at the very final stages of this job. It was, like, a shit ton more money than what I was on. It was a big job, bigger title, a lot of responsibility, but also a lot of freedom to try things. So it was, like, what I would define as my, like, dream job. I felt sick. I remember. The thought of redoing it all over again. I just left a job. I just wanted a break. I just wanted to do my own thing for a while. I wanted to write. I wanted to travel. I also wanted to put, I'd been single for so long. I also wanted to put a bit more like effort into me and getting that spark back, that henna energy back. I didn't want to go back into like work, 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 work and not having any time to like focus on myself. Anyway, I felt sick at the thought of it. And I just said, oh, I don't want to move to Sydney. So they were like, it's okay, you can do it remotely. And then I'd be like, I don't want to. And so I just kept putting obstacles in the way. You're and playing they- so hard to get. <laughs> and, they- <laughs> and they kept being like, we'll make it work. Anyway, it just made me feel so sick. And I just was like, i got to trust the sickness in my gut. Mm. And so I didn't take that job. And that was the moment when I was like, that is everything you've ever wanted. What's wrong with you? And I've actually felt off about it since then like I'm like why didn't you take that that would have been a really big step up but on the flip side you can't regret those decisions because if I had stayed there I would have literally gone from one high pressure job to another high pressure job and I wouldn't have taken any time to just take things really slow because you know what I'm like I'm not a slow person if you knew how little I do every day and how slow I am at the moment you'd be shocked Ruby (laughs) mum actually said the other day yeah (laughs) she she was like
1: yeah Hannah's um
0: Hannah's up in the clouds She's like airy fairy (laughs) talks really like that (laughs) I think that's because I've slowed down so
1: much usually talk a million miles an hour like Mm. Hannah usually talks so fast that she can't get her words out as quickly Mm. as her brain's working yeah so I can sense that
0: in you. To give you an idea of what I've done today, and it's almost the end of the day, I'm really bad at doing nothing. I'm really bad at it. And I I actually, this has really taught me how to do nothing. So got up at like seven, went and got breakfast, chilled for like another 30 minutes, then went to the gym, then got a smoothie bowl just chilled a bit more (laughs) after this, go for a little walk around the village, then go get dinner and then watch some TV and go to bed. Like, I'm not good at doing stuff like that. You know that.
1: Yeah. You're usually
0: more like hyperactive. Yeah. Yeah. And now the other thing, what you said with the creative energy, I was dead inside before I left. I couldn't come up with anything. And now I'm like excited to go back. You need not regret not taking that job
1: because basically, what would have happened is you would have gone into it burnt out, zero energy. You would have gone into it burnt out. But just got three months in and been like, what What have I I done?
0: Yeah. So, the next thing that I want to talk to you about is you took some time off work, you weren't sure how long you were going to take off. You are in Thailand and what I thought was really interesting is that you went to that fitness retreat for a week and then you were going to fly home. And then I was speaking to you and you just kept extending and extending. And then when I went to the fitness retreat, they're like, Ruby just kept extending and extending and extending. <laughs> you did five weeks there. You were doing a week. So firstly, how was your first solo travel experience? It was amazing. I don't know how to sum it up. Oh. The fact that it
1: was amazing, like I'm a pretty – anxious traveler
0: yeah yeah you wow. definitely
1: an anxious traveler <laughs> anxious basically in time for the first couple of weeks of the trip I went with my boyfriend and we were waiting in the queue to get on the flight and because it was COVID like all of these COVID rules and restrictions people were getting knocked back at the desk oh so we were standing in line kind of shitting ourselves like are we gonna get on this flight are we even gonna get there definitely I wouldn't have been able to get there on my own I remember waiting in that queue just being like, have I screwed up some admin? This isn't going to work out.
0: I was the same, to be fair.
1: Yeah, it's just nerve-wracking after COVID.
0: Yeah, it is. It's just like extra things. Paperwork. Extra
1: paperwork. And also it took them four hours to check a run in. (laughs) Our flight was delayed (sighs) because the the flight attendants were having trouble with everyone with all of the paperwork. Mm. So I like had a good couple of weeks travelling at the start, not alone. Saw Hannah when I was there as well and then basically went to this fitness retreat that me and Hannah found online and it looks really good. And I was going to see how I'd go with a week. Ruby loves her fitness. Loves like, it. Like I'm the happiest when I'm feeling fit. In my head, I really wanted to stay overseas for two months. Mm-hmm. I'd quit my job. I wanted to have a good chunk away because honestly, the paperwork was so annoying then I knew I wasn't going to bother traveling somewhere else (laughs) and do it all again. So when I got to the fitness retreat, like on that first day, I was really nervous. I was like suspicious of everyone, (laughs) thinking thinking that they're going to roll me or something. Like I don't know what I was thinking. But the good thing is that when I went to the gym, you just get checked in and kind of become a part of the gym family on the same day and very community focused very community focused and so after like the first day I kind of knew that I was going to extend I didn't know that I'd stay for five Mm. weeks but it was so easy because it was just that setup where there's a lot of socializing and you go out on the weekends with the group like I made a bestie and we would just hang out all the time and we had so much in common so it was really easy and for anyone mm. wondering if they would be able to travel alone, I am the opposite of a solo traveller
0: and I did mm. it. <laughs> opposite. opposite. <Yeah. laughs> and loved it. Would I, I do it again?
1: It. I don't know. <laughs> like- You'd go back to Lamaya Fitness for sure. <laughs> yeah. I definitely love travelling with people but, like, I would 100% do a fitness retreat on my own again. It was easy.
0: Yeah. And so how did you feel after this break in Thailand? Like you said that you felt refreshed or whatever you said before.
1: Mm. Um, Rejuvied. <laughs> rejuvied. <laughs> I
0: know that feeling. I felt
1: amazing. Like I'd finally taken the time after basically sitting on my ass, not doing anything about my situation and just, Sitting in the misery. Almost
0: sleepwalking. Sleepwalking through life. A hundred percent
1: sleepwalking. Mm. I just I wasn't even alive. <laughs> I mm. can't even describe it's sleepwalking it just like, through life. Yes. No passion. No, no get up and go. I wasn't even being like social. Like I just felt yeah. I just felt like I couldn't be bothered with anything. So yeah, I felt rejuvenated. I can't even describe it. It was like my personality had come back. After feeling mm. like I didn't know who I was anymore. And I would mm. look back on pictures of myself from a few years ago when I had a lot more, I guess you used the word spark, but like, yeah, I just had a personality <laughs> that I could remember. I feel
0: COVID would have done that. Yeah, COVID. COVID was part would of have that done that well. to a lot of people. Cause you you've you've gone two years without doing any of your favorite activities yeah. and hobbies. And so you forget, and that's how I felt was like forget who you are. I had no passion for life anymore. I didn't have anything. I hadn't travelled properly in so long. No romance. Like I just felt drained of all life force. That's how I felt yeah. it had disappeared from me. Yeah, I saw you do all those puzzles. <laughs> I can't believe you're looking forward to doing one when you
1: get back. I feel like, <laughs> yeah, was yeah, that a happy yeah. time? Yeah,
0: I am. I am looking forward to But that's because I haven't done it in so long. <laughs> the thing that I'm really excited about is I've just got so much creative energy. I just feel like all the creativity is flooded back into my brain. I've written like headlines again. I haven't written anything in so long because I I said to you, I felt like I'd lost the ability to do anything because I just felt so dead inside. Mm. So I feel the same as you. I just feel like I'm coming home and I'm feeling super refreshed. Yeah. Excited to get back to work, excited to do creative projects. I'm just like excited again. Do you know what else? Excited for life. Yeah.
1: You always harp on about freedom Mm. because it's one of your like main desires. And I always think about that and I'm like, "Mm, not interested. I kind of like my creature comforts. (laughs) I like to feel really secure. It just doesn't resonate with me in the same way that it resonates with you. Mm -hmm. But after this trip, I couldn't feel freer. It's that thing of like the world is your oyster because I've let everything go, Mm. like let go of all of those things that weren't serving me and I've just finally just done it Mm. and now it feels like it just feels like all of these doors have opened up. I can actually follow some of my imagination and some of the things that I want to do because Mm. I just don't feel restricted. But
0: you've also got back into your – Fitness is one of your like biggest passions. So I felt like you left, you dedicated five weeks to just getting back into this hobby. Like you were doing Muay Thai, you were doing all the things that you love and eating really well and you weren't focused on work and then trying to fit exercise in around work you actually took 5 weeks to like rediscover your biggest passion i yeah. would say you love exercise and fitness
1: yeah i mean does anyone like exercise while they're doing it <laughs> it's like you always <laughs> like it
0: after i've gotten really i've gotten really into it i love it too now yeah now the thing with ruby is that she did only take 2 months off and to be honest 2 months is probably perfect i have felt cuz i've taken 4 months I have been working a little bit here and there, but four months was probably too long for me. I actually think two to three months is a sweet spot. So you've come back and you've actually done a career change. I have. I have. You really blew your life up, Rudes. Yeah. That's what I said I
1: wanted to do. That was my goal. So I was talking about it for ages. I want to blow my life up. (laughs) I just want to take a year off. So that's what I've done. I've taken, like, in my head, I'm taking a year off to, Take my foot off the pedal and get off the work mm. treadmill, and I don't care what I do in that year. Mm. It's a free pass. Like mm. I don't, Love I don't that. have to save for a mortgage. I don't have to stress. Like I've given myself a year to just do whatever. I could do puzzles on the floor
0: <laughs> every day. Like
1: I don't even care. But I've always wanted to try. I've got like a design background, but I was working in advertising, and I've always wanted to try interior design, which is completely different. And so that's what I'm doing. And I'm doing 4 days a week learning a completely different skill, new industry, going into work as a junior, which is kind of really fun. Mm. <laughs> and mm. it's it's like fun because I've told myself that this year can be whatever and so I get to I love that. I get to go to work and leave work there because I don't have all of these responsibilities mm. that I've had in previous roles
0: and it's just nice to take the pressure off. The thing with this year that you're doing is you've taken two months off, but then you're actually going back into working, but you're doing something completely different. And because because you've taken that pressure off that this is like a year for you, you get to see where it goes without money being the biggest attachment. Mm. You've kind of detached from the salary because you're like, I just need enough to live
1: Literally, But yeah. I'm going to
0: learn new skill. Yeah, so, like, you've literally taken that pressure off yourself. And you're at an age now where those pressures start to really ramp up. Ruby, oh, so yeah. you turning 20, 29 in Feb next year. Well, I've just turned 28. Oof.
1: We don't need to say 29.
0: Oh, just <laughs> 28. <laughs> literally just, sorry, just you're 28. 28. 20, 29 <laughs> sounded older to me and that 29's the year that you start to, like, really – because you're turning 30, it's the year that it all starts to feel like there's a lot of pressure on you.
1: Yeah, there's engagements on Instagram, feels Mm. like every week. Like it's definitely happening and I do get this feeling where I'm like, oh, everyone else is kind of moving along and I'm taking Mm. a pause but you just have to remind yourself like if that's what your body and your gut needs, you just have to be confident in that decision because – What's the point in me putting myself in this situation where I feel really confined (laughs) and miserable? The
0: question is, are you happier? Are you happier?
1: Yeah, I feel alive. (laughs) Oh, I love that. This is the happiest I've been. I don't remember being this happy. And I don't like using the word happy, but it's just this feeling of, like, contentment. I just feel a lot looser, relaxed and... What's really different as well is like I share this with Hannah this like death anxiety, and I'm always like trying to eat healthier and healthier and healthier because I have this death anxiety as well. I have gotten to the point where I feel like if I died tomorrow, I'd die really happy and content. Aww. And it's just such a weird feeling to not be scared of death.
0: I had that thought the other day too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still scared of it, but yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I actually really want to do an episode on death anxiety. If anyone wants a death anxiety
1: episode. Except maybe you're the only person who's got it. Yeah,
0: well, that's what I was going to ask. If People, people decide, let us know. Let us know and I'll do an episode. I'll get an expert, but I've also read a few books about it. There's a psychiatrist, Irvin Yalom, who does a lot on it. All right, sorry, off topic, but I don't know what I'm going to be doing when I get back or what kind of job I'm going to be doing, but I have started like applying for stuff. that comes up that I like the look of and I've already had a conversation with a recruiter or an HR manager sorry about wanting to do a four-day work week because I'm so ready to go back to work I said like I'm flexible of doing like five days over four days or a nine-day fortnight or just a four-day work week Mm. probably because I've taken so much time off I just feel like a bit more refreshed but I do need that extra day a fortnight or extra two days a fortnight. Because obviously, I have two podcasts, and like, I need the flexibility to be able to do the stuff that I actually love to do. It's hard because sometimes I'm like, oh, it might be cutting off all these jobs. But to be honest with you, I don't. Whenever I see those jobs that are like the standard manager roles five days a week, I'm like, I don't really want to do that anyway. I got an email today about a part-time content role. And I was just like, that's exactly what I want. Mm. That's really what I feel in my heart that I want. So I'm trying to stick to my guns, even though it is harder to find those roles. But I've decided i got to stick to it and, like, if I get to a point that I can't find anything, that's okay too. I'd probably go back five days for a while and then you kind of start that negotiation process. But you've negotiated a four-day work week, haven't you? Yeah. Talk me through it. Were you nervous about asking? Uh, yeah, kind of.
1: Kind of. Well, for me, I edit the podcast and that's a day a week. So, It's just about having that boundary because I'm going to put that fifth day to really good use and I don't want to have to work on the weekend Mm -hmm. and do a six-day work week and that's what I would have to do if I wasn't working four days formally at a job. So I just know that it wouldn't last. Like if I got a job that was a five-day job, I just wouldn't be able to keep Mm. up with it and I would hate it really quickly. Mm. Even though I wasn't sure if they were going to say yes, in my head i was like mm, i don't know what i'm going to do if they say no though because i can't do a 5 day week and then edit on the weekends like i was doing previously before i kind of like burnt out mm. so and in my old corporate job i asked to do a shorter work week as well so that i could edit the podcast and it was definitely an issue it was it was a flexible job so it was like a it was like a nerve-wracking experience but it was pretty they were very flexible Because we had like good resourcing. Whereas I feel like if you're at a smaller company – that doesn't have as many people and you've got a really core role, it's obviously a lot harder to ask for and you have to be
0: ready to negotiate and maybe make some compromises that you'll do a nine-day week or something like that. That's what I've done because it's a, the place that I've got the interview at. It's a smaller firm managing quite a lot of people. So that's why I said, look, I'm open to like some other options, but I know that I need at least a day or two every fortnight yes, to work on my other yeah. stuff.
1: Otherwise, the people won't get a podcast, Anna. (laughs) (laughs) No, they (laughs) won't. You leave them in the lurch. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? Have you been nervous in the past? You've asked for it before. Yeah.
0: No, I asked in when I was going through, like, stress response, and so I just need – I couldn't – I just couldn't do it anymore. It was like – So you made the decision within an hour and then (laughs) (laughs) just did it? Uh, I think I – I'm pretty sure I had a panic attack the night before. I didn't sleep and I was like, no, nah, fuck this. I'm not doing this anymore. My, like, mental health more important. Yep. But this time around I have been nervous, but I actually think that this decision's protecting me from taking on roles that I actually don't want. And I think I would start those high-pressure full-time jobs and probably be really unhappy because I wouldn't get to work on anything else. Exactly. Because those jobs really take up your whole life. So, if I was like head of content somewhere and it was managing a lot of people, like I'd probably be like, no, this isn't for me. So, actually, I think the decision's protecting me. As hard as it is because it does limit your options, it's Mm. probably protecting me at the moment to wait and find... But I think that's really important. Like for people who are listening,
1: if you've got an idea in your mind of what you want to do with that extra day, it's just about how important that is to you. Yeah. If you want to go and do pottery or learn how to, I don't know, so I'm thinking of really crafty things. Yeah. But I don't know, you could want to just do anything on that day. You could want to go visit your grandma Mm. or whatever. So it's like, weighing up how important that is to you Mm. and your lifestyle and maybe it's not important to you but I'm assuming because you're listening to this episode it is
0: (laughs) yeah if you're listening (laughs) to this podcast we're probably assuming that you have some similar ideas (laughs) (laughs) or we just keep shoving four-day work weeks down people's throats and they're like what is wrong with you lazy bitches (laughs) no I don't think it's for everyone I sometimes think people must think in their heads, oh, she's lazy or whatever, but I'm actually glad that I can show another perspective because we live in a culture obsessed with work and obsessed with like working hard and so I think and life having to fit around your work and I just think it's good to hear another perspective because like the hustle culture, like I hate mm. it. Like I don't go on TikTok because I can't watch that shit. Do you know what I hate? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hate it when someone at work tells you their salary. (laughs) Oh, God, you're not meant to do that. (laughs) It's either
1: going to be like above or below. More or less than me. (laughs) Someone's going to be more or less in this situation. (laughs) Like, just keep it to yourself. Mm,
0: You're not meant to do that. That's a no-no, but yeah. (laughs) And
1: I think that we all use the salary as like a point of measuring ourselves Mm. and measuring ourselves in comparison to other people, which is just – when you do get into those work atmospheres that are a little bit more competitive, mm. yeah, you
0: can find yourself doing that and it's it's the worst. Yeah. Didn't you like Lachlan who did that episode? He was like, I just spend less so I can work less. Yeah. I do. He's downsized his house. He only buys cotton on now. So, like, that to me is way smarter. And having to put in all this extra time, yes, to be overly flashy and to have like he had like a three-story townhouse for one person, and he's downsized to a like a small apartment near the beach because he wants to be near the beach. But he's like, I choose not to work those extra hours because I don't need to. Yeah, I love that. I loved that philosophy. That was so me. <laughs> and you can be
1: really thrifty with your lifestyle,
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ruby. Do you want to share a few thrifty, I'm thrifty queen? <laughs> She talks about this shop, Swap, like it's the best thing to be sliced bread. There's a shop called Swap and she shoves it down my throat. Have you been to Swap? Have you been to Swap? Oh, my God, you've got to go to Swap. (laughs) oh my god fuck off Anna was like will you take me to swap such a lie (laughs) I tried to sell my clothes on Facebook marketplace it was so stressful (laughs) that I gave up I'm still I'm still getting messages from people saying is this still available (laughs) I'm in Thailand now babe it's too late because they would say can I buy this and then they'd start asking more questions about it and I'd be like Sorry, you just asked to buy it. Like, stop asking questions now. It was a nightmare. No, they're just trying to, like, string you along. I'll go to swap with you when we're back. I know it's your favourite place (laughs) in Melbourne. (laughs) By the way, it's a place where you swap your old clothes for secondhand clothes, right? That's right. Mm. Yeah. All right. Well, Rubes, you did so well. If you want to hear Ruby back on the (laughs) podcast, send me a DM because she refuses to ever come on. (laughs) Thanks for having me, (laughs) Hannah. Well, we'll we'll see you next time because there will be a next time. All right, we'll see you guys in two weeks. So what do I say when I feel sick? Sick. (laughs) Say I feel sick, Nick.
1: I feel sick, Nick.
0: (laughs) And what's the other thing I say? Here. Here. Come here. (laughs) That's not how I say it. Come here. Come here. It's come here. (laughs)